as God intended. Let's go. Rejoice, resist, research, repeat. I like that. I like that. Aloha and welcome everyone to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to say it a million times. Sooner or later, we're going to get that Go- Joseph Goebbels effect on you. And you're going to go, oh, yeah, why would a poison be a medicine? Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. And why wouldn't an herb be medicine? It grows from the ground. God wanted us to have this in our body. Yes, yes, now you're getting it. Oh, and a nutrient is good. Yes, yes, now you're getting it. Welcome to the show that we hope we're still on the air after the show earlier this week. Um, we had a couple co- people comment in about sex poop. We're not going there. You don't know what it is. We don't know what it is, everybody. We're just going to let that one fly. But if you have a question about it, you can go ahead and fill it out. Submit your question. <laughs> Submit your question about sex poop on Looking for Healing Radio. Great. <laughs> uh, we're getting kicked off the air by the FCC. So um, we're going to take your questions today. We're going to be hanging out as long as they allow us to hang out with you from now on. Um, We're not sure how much longer we're going to be able to hang out. So enjoy this while it lasts, I guess, is the best advice we can give you. Uh, What I wanted to do was uh, just switch up the format a little bit. Let's jump in and just answer some questions. And then we'll go into what we talked about later in the show, like throughout the week. I'm going to be talking about sex poop all weekend, apparently. So... um, (laughs) You know, that and you don't know that, what it is. Well, that I, I definitely do not know what that is, but I'm so curious. I'm going to be like internet searching all night tonight. Um, but the other thing that has me rolling, Brian, you have no idea how many times I was just walking around my house repeating to myself the funniest phrase of 2023 voluptuous testicles. I don't remember where we were and what we were doing when you said that. I think we were on like yes, silk. Yes, you do. We were, were on we the on Diamond silk? and Silk show. Yes. We were on with Silk. Of course we were on with Silk when that came out. <laughs> I It took everything in my power in that interview to actually stay like focused on what we were talking about. I had to mute myself. I had to double mute myself. I had to, that's like putting on two masks. You know what I mean? Oh, that was so funny. The next day, I was just walking around the house, like giggling to myself, like, testicles. So, yeah, that was one of those moments I was like, oh, I hope nobody was offended by that one. But okay. (laughs) Yeah, somebody probably was. It's already out there. It's great. All right. So let's let's throw in some questions right now. Let's just uh, let's just jump in it with you. Hang out with us, audience. It's the end of the year. We're off the rails already. I don't think we're getting back on until 2024. So just deal with it. All right, here we go. Your wonderful questions, and we love you, audience. Thank you for hanging out with us today. What do we got here? Nicola, this one's coming to you first. Uh, Anna says, when will you make a show on autonomic dysfunction, autonomic dysfunction pots? Please, lots of love to you all. We love you, too. What do you think, Nicola? When are we going to talk about pots? Um, I don't know. Whenever I guess if we don't get canceled, maybe we can talk about that next time. Hey, you guys, guess what? That's what my show was about. What was the show about? Very nice. That's what my show was about this week, Thursday. 
was oh, POTS. very nice. The autonomic nervous system. I did touch briefly on POTS and then lots of natural ways to help the body reset and uh, help the autonomic nervous system. Okay. Yeah. Then the advice is to go listen to that and we already did it. Well, there Janet. you go. There you go. That way, way, way to go, Dr. J. And Thanks for leaving yeah. us out, Jana. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can do one too. You have your own show. Tell, tell our audience what POT stands for, Dr. J. Oh, I don't remember. Postular. <laughs> it's a, it's a dysfunction of the um, autonomic nervous system, but POTS is postural tachycardia. Now, yeah, would so you say? I didn't remember. The, I actually didn't remember. What was yeah. the O, Doctor Doctor A? What was the O? Orthostatic. Orthostatic. Now, one of the things I will throw out there to everybody, and I, and it's something we it's a it's a it's a diagnosis we just came across today. All right. I had never heard of this diagnosis. I didn't even know this was possible. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that I would encourage everyone who's dealing with POTS, especially following the damn shots. Yes, they are the damn shots. You're going to get you to start saying that, too, um, is a, a d- diagnosis called empty cella. Empty cella. Brian, you're going to love this one. I know what it is. I can already tell you. OK, well, go ahead. Lay it on us. It's the shrinking of the pituitary gland and you're left with an empty cell tersica. And I, this is a published side effect of venom. And I did an entire uh, presentation on it for my audiences about four months ago. Oh, do tell. Give us some more. Yeah. So there's a document actually on the NIH's website. It's called Long-Term Side Effects of Envenomation. This mm-hmm. is what happens long-term in a patient who has had a bite from a snake bite. In this document, it lists out every single VAERS-reported, CMS-reported injury from the COVID-19 damn shots is a recorded and published side effect long-term of snake venom in the body. And what was crazy about the empty cella tersica, cella tersica is actually Latin for horse saddle, Mm -hmm. so your pituitary gland sits inside of that. What they publish on that document... This is disgusting. You get a snake bite from a viper, the symptoms of pituitary shrinking and you having an empty cell tersica can start to occur even 10 years later, evidenced, where it's just this really slow shrinking effect of the venom crossing the blood-brain barrier and causing detrimental toxicity and death to your pituitary gland, which for anybody out there, the pituitary gland is your master hormone gland. Uh, How many people in the world have thyroid problems, adrenal problems, ovarian and testicular problems? I don't know. How many infertility clinics are there? How many women have PCOS? How many people have hypo or hyperthyroidism? How many of you have uh, low sperm count? That would be a testicular issue. How many testosterone clinics around the country are there for men and women? Uh, Just so you know, this is a awful disease symptom and is a published side effect of snake venom. I didn't even know you were going to bring that up, Dr. H. I can't believe you did that. That's, That's phenomenal. Some crazy stuff. We just got a whole bunch of reports coming in of people getting MRIs confirming cella, or empty empty cella. Foreign protein mm-hmm. cleanse and EDTA, people. Wake up. Nicotine. You better start wearing it. And go to the healingfortheages.com and download the damn presentations. Thank you. And what we what we there was a study that came out i think 2 months ago or maybe it was right before you know it was right before healing for the ages where we were talking about some additional um uh things that they that we've learned about the spike glycoprotein and what it does especially to the subarachnoid space around the brain you know with the meninges of the brain and how it it 
it, it ultimately breaks down that barrier and breaking down the barrier is going to allow for cere uh, cerebral spinal fluid to leak out. And that's what's going to fill into the cella turcica. And that's going to create enough pressure to flatten the, uh, the gland Tutor. out. And then what do you get from that? You get massive disturbances in autonomic function, massive disturbances in blood pressure regulation. You get the I mean, entire side effects of a pituitary tumor. You Exactly. Exactly. And it is horrific. It's horrific, folks. So, hey, uh, Dr. Artis, can you, if you have that, um, if you have that one of those papers or anything, because my team just started looking it up, can you send that over so I can send that oh, over to them? I, I'm actually going to put it in the chat while y'all answer this next question. Amen. I can put All it right. in the chat. I got it too. Yeah, there wow, you go. Right right I it go ahead and put it in there, Jana. Yeah, while we were talking, I'm like, what is this? I got to see it. No, crazy. I actually did an entire show explaining all the long-term side effects of COVID that they call long hauler COVID. Mm -hmm. And in that paper, it lays it all out. I had all that. I had that documentation even before I went on the Stu Peters, watch the water documentary, Mike Adams filmings. That's almost two years ago. I was going through all of this with people. I'm like, every long-term side effect I can show you in this one document. If you click the uh, right above the title there, click the DOI number right, DOI. No, no, to the right, right, right there, click it. And that will take you to the actual published article. Hmm. A lot of times on these NIH Library of Medicine, they just have the summary or highlights. And I oh, like yeah, going yeah. to the actual document. Yeah, for sure. So we're over here. And then you'll see, you see where it says download there? You can get the PDF version. Yep. Click that. You can open up PDF. And I have this saved on my computer. I've dissected the whole thing and built out entire presentations on every single published side effect. The very first one in here that I was disgusted by is... Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was a year, two years ago when I started studying this in December of 2021. The first thing I was looking for is, is uh, enosmia, which is loss of taste and smell. I want to know, is there a published side effect of loss of taste and smell after Viper bites? And it is. It's in this document. And I was like, oh my God, they know this is what they're doing. Like they know they're using venoms and this is the side effect. And when I tell people that venom is published to stay in the human body attached to your cells, if you don't get it off is up to 10 years, the long hauler symptoms people are having can last up to 10 years. If you don't use what we're educating you to use your glucose oxidase, your nicotine administration of some sort, your foreign protein cleanse, EDTA, all these things we're talking about. It's because they publish they know that these venom proteins do this stuff. And they even go into, on this document, they go into the psychological effects. And you will see mm -hmm. such things as schizophrenia, bipolarism, delusions. You'll see delirium. You see all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. And we're seeing reports all over the place. I'm sending this over to my research team right now. This is crazy. This is, it's like, how many? And it's on the NIH's many, website. How many coincidences do you need to have before you realize that this is a plan? Yeah. Right. How many things have to happen for that to occur for everybody? I don't know. It just it drives me up the wall. I mean, look down there. Look in the paragraph below there. You see gonadotropin, hypopituitarism, thyroid yep. hormone, yep. secondary adrenal insufficiency. I mean, th this the the deficiency in growth hormone. This is what you see as a result of venom. Everything we're seeing right now. This is crazy. Look at this. Look at this right here. Neurologic effects on intracranial hemorrhage. Yeah. Reduced parasympathetic activity. There's your pots yep. right Look there. Look at the anosomia and changes in your smell. Go down. It's right below there. Right. Look, yep. Loss of right taste there. and smell that can last up to years. Look oh, really? Y'all don't see this happening right now? Come on, people. <laughs> Come on. Look at that. It says for months to years right there. Crazy. Months to years. Neuromuscular paralysis. Of course, we've seen that. Chronic kidney disease. 
Oh my goodness. This is crazy. If y'all want some fun digging that article, you will see every single thing that y'all are about to talk about and review and hear new diagnoses and stuff. That empty cell atersica thing mm-hmm. what you're just showing. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away when I saw that. I was like, holy crap, people over the next six to 10 years since these shots came out, you're going to see massive amounts of all those hormone problems. And they mm-hmm. have no idea how it came. It tells you there. It's going to take years to show up for some of these people. They have no idea the side effects of these venoms. But the NIH does. NIH does. And the DOD does. And everybody else who's been... Who funded this? Can we see who funded this study? I don't even remember who funded it. Let's see. Uh, abstract introduction to funding. Here we go. Study was funded by the National Health and Medical Research Council for Australia Centers for Research Excellence Grant. Authors declare no conflict of interest, so they're probably telling the truth to the best of their knowledge. Yeah, and you should go up there and see if Brian Fry's name's on there. Uh, no, oh, Brian nope, he's Fry. not. But I tell you what, uh, you guys want to know who's who knows more about what's going on with COVID, and I cannot believe he's kept his mouth shut this whole time. The world's renowned scientist, number one expert on isolating venoms from snakes and supplying that information to pharmaceutical companies around the world is a guy named Dr. Brian Fry, and he's at the University of Queensland in Australia. And I've done multiple interviews in Australia and told politicians there, y'all need to subpoena Brian Fry and get his ass in court. Man, you don't, don't, how much do you have to see? that? That's just where I keep coming back to. How much do you have to see before you realize what is going on is actually by design? Like, how do you, that it's willful, that it's intentional. How much do you have to see everybody? I, I don't, I don't know. Henry, how surprised were you that I knew anything about Celeturska and could point to this actual document? Zero. I thought, honestly, <laughs> I hear Ely, Ely says honestly, all the time, he's zero. like, man, artist just says stuff and I don't even believe it. Half the time I go look it up and I'm like, oh my God, it's like there's so much in my brain. It's crazy. I'm like, it's oh nuts. my God, it's crazy. I wish I could hey, get man. it out. Stop. I've been I've been telling folks I'm like the number one researcher in the world. It's Dr. Brian Artis. Y'all can say what y'all want. He's proven it. You know, I second that. Right. Just you just yeah. get to a point. I, you just get to a point where I'm like, I, I look at people and I'm just like, hey, show them where he's wrong. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I'm 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 very curious you. to see it. How excited were you, Jana, when I showed you in Columbia? And, and Ely, I sent it to you. Make sure you saw it. That what? Peter McCullough finally wrote in his subsect December yeah. 6th last week. He shared the article I've been spraying all over the universe for the last 10 months that nicotine patches can be used against SARS-CoV-2 long hauler symptoms. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go, buddy. Finally. Yeah, right. But he, he wrote it like he invented it or something. You know, it's funny. Every medical doctor actually wrote to me and said, why didn't he say anything about you? I thought that too. That, I thought oh, that too. I, I called him out on that a little bit. <laughs> politely on social media. Wait a minute. Media. Where did you learn this? You know, yeah, give some credit funny. where credit's due. Well, anyway, yeah, both give me the credit. You well, got it. Mean, no, but I, mean, I don't need no credit. Who, who I, what I actually thought that, was, but... I hope to God MDs will listen to the cardiologist maybe and go, hey, we should try this maybe now that it came from him. Yeah, go look. Go try it. Uh, it's going to save a lot of lives if you do. I don't care where it came from. I hope it. I hope they do listen. That'd be amazing. You know, well, are, can, are you going to um, connect... You, we're using it a lot. And, you know, I, I think, I think that what we have learned is we have been lied in the most impressive capacity and extensive nature that defies your imagination. Amen when you start that. thinking about nicotine, you start thinking about cholesterol, you start thinking about 
so many things. Salt, and which is the next question salt. on the screen. Yep. I mean, folks, your body needs this stuff. It cannot function without right. this this stuff, right? And do you you have any? I mean, one of the questions I had for one of these uh, one of these know it alls was, okay, you're telling me cholesterol is bad, right? Okay, got it. So why don't you tell me how cholesterol is made? Nobody could do that. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me something is bad, but you don't understand the biochemistry of how it's even made. Okay, well, let me help you out. It requires panathenic acid, number one. You have to have vitamin B5. That's the building block for it if we're going to make it endogenously in the body. Do you know how much B5 you have to provide to create a, a healthy daily amount of cholesterol if you're just going to rely exclusively on your body manufacturing it? Teach me. It is starts, the conversation starts at 400 milligrams of vitamin B5, which means we were designed, especially in this chemical bioweapon age that we live in, we were designed to augment our body's production of cholesterol by eating meat and eating eggs. Why do you think they taste so good? Because we're not supposed to eat them? No. Because the body identifies that as an exogenous source of cholesterol, so we don't have to have this hyped-up demand for vitamin B5. Because outside of supplementation, it is impossible, absolutely mm-hmm. impossible to consume enough B5 to keep your cholesterol levels healthy otherwise. And you need, of course, with that, saturated fats. Because if you don't have saturated fats, your body's not going to kick on know how to, ma- to that it even needs to make cholesterol. You need mm-hmm. both, right? So it's just... It, it, when people start getting into these conversations with us, I'm like, if you can't in, if you can't engage us on the biochemistry of what this is, then you're really undereducated, and you really need to take those opinions somebody place else because they're, they're we're talking facts here. We're not talking opinions at this point. Let's go back to the question that we got. Oh, actually, we're going to take a quick break. Wow, that's a good first segment. I think we did pretty good. <laughs> went from sex poop to snakes all i'm one. so excited that you said empty cella i was like what somebody's actually making that diagnosis it's right here they're all <laughs> over the place they make it and you know what and it's all in the folks that are injured by the damn shots oh guess what's in the shots gee i wonder i wonder i wonder all right everybody we'll be right back but more of your questions and more looking for healing radio right after these messages buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, foreign protein cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. 
tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Aloha and welcome back, healers. We have a great story, I think, from Nicola Burnett. She was telling us off the air that we were like, ah, this is kind of like one of those Dave Chappelle or Charlie Murphy true Hollywood stories, I think, going on right here. So um, if you're a fan of that show, you're going to be a fan of this story. Nicola, tell us about this story. Okay, well, um, I had a client come in and she was doing, uh, she's on a program and, you know, they come in periodically to get uh, checked. And one of the things that we did was uh, lifeblood. And so in doing the lifeblood, uh, before that process had started, she was wearing a splint and she had a, a, her finger all bandaged up. And so I asked her, well, what happened to your finger? She said, oh, I was cooking. I cut it on a can. I sliced it pretty deep. I ended up having to go and get a couple stitches in it. And it was recommended, it was prescribed that I take an antibiotic just as kind of a prophylactic, just in case kind of a situation. And they, she said, I'm on Keflex. I said, oh, okay. So we start looking at the blood and uh, what we see on the screen is complete hemolysis, which is uh, red blood cells just bursting and disintegrating. I mean, they literally disappear like a ghost. They're there and they're not there. And this is within, um, you know, seconds to a minute. It's very fast. By the time you focused in on something, it disappeared. So uh, I said to her when in this conversation, I said, well, so do you know what pharmacopoeia means? And she said, mm, well, I, I'm not sure. And I said, well, you might want to look it up. It means, uh, you know, witchcraft. <laughs> and she said, oh, and I said, yeah, that's just, that's just the quick, um, you know, quick little mention of that. And so you might want to go and check, uh, look at either Healing for the Ages or look at Dr. Artis and all of what he's been talking about with snake venom or even looking for healing radio because we talk about this quite a bit. And so she said, wow, okay. So uh, she left and we were a little bit concerned about her. So we said, hey, could you come back in a couple of days? Uh, this is this is extremely concerning. So she did, she came back, I think it was five or six days later, uh, looked at the blood again, took another sample, totally gone. And she said, well, after that day and after we spoke, she goes, I'm never touching that stuff again. So, um, so now on the break, I brought it up and, uh, I'll let Dr. Artis say what he said to me after I shared yeah, this. mentioned that, uh, in the commercial break hemolysis, which is the destruction of cells in your blood. Uh, this is a published side effect of snake venom and all venoms. Actually, they do this to destroy it. In fact, if you've heard of Marburg virus, Ebola virus, they say that you're going to have a hemorrhagic fever, meaning you're going to bleed out internally and externally. That only can happen when you destroy the cells in your blood and turn it to water. And this is exactly a published side effect of all venoms. In fact, for snake venoms, there's 56, 56 blood-affecting proteins in all venoms, of which 36 of them cause hemolysis. No, oh, I said that wrong. I thought it was hemolysis. Thank you for the correction. No, it, it depends you're, on which you're right. side of the country you're on. You're right. It's just. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just like saying uh, medastinum or mediastinum. 
you know, tomato, tomato. You got it. Right? <laughs> Same stuff. All right. This is from, um, I, I want to read what um, Nicola was talking about because this is right in line, everybody, with our show. If you ever want to know what the energy of a word is, you have to go to the etymology and you have to go to the really the oldest use of the word. So you go back to uh, Greek for pharmakia, P-H-A-R-M-A-K-E-I-A. Um, they say a healing or harmful medicine, a healing or poisonous herb, a drug, poisonous potion, magic potion, dye, raw material for physical or chemical processing. That's what it says in from medieval Latin around the 13th century. But if you go a little bit deeper with this, it says uh, pharmakias, uh, also spelled uh, P-H-A-R-M-A-K-E-U-S, a preparer of drugs, a poisoner, a sorcerer. So when we say pharmacist and pharmaceuticals, I mean it. There's no preparer of healing in there. It's simply a preparer of drugs, a poisoner, a sorcerer. And that comes from the word pharmacon, P-H-A-R-M-A-K-O-N, a drug, a poison, filter, charm, spell, or enchantment. Y'all still think they have your best interests at heart? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, check this out. Keep going to the next paragraph. Read it. Go ahead. Go for it. It says, Buck notes that, quote, words for poison apart from an inherited group are in some cases the same as those for drug. In addition to the Greek word, he has Latin venomen, poison, quote, earlier, drug medical potion, even earlier in that source of Spanish venomo French venom and English's word. What does it say? Venom. Venom. <laughs> How about that? And what and what is uh what is the type of medicine that the pharmacists practice? It's called allopathy, the attempt to heal by replacing one morbid condition for another morbid condition. Hmm. Now. Folks, I don't know about you, but that sounds bass bass awkward <laughs> for me. Y'all get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it actually sounds like every cancer treatment on earth. Exactly oh yeah, exactly. Like. So imagine if imagine how rich you would be, could be if you could create the problem and then have people clamoring for the solution that you also own. Because that's what's going on here, folks. That it's creates more hard. problems. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just not hard to see. It's just, uh, look, we don't know how much more you need, but we're going to keep delivering it to you. So let's get back to some of your questions. Let's see how much time we got here because we are off the rails. We, um, we definitely get canceled. All right. So this is going to be from Wendy. She says, how many grams of salt should we consume daily? What do you say, everybody? How much salt should we consume daily? According to Tel Aviv University in Israel in 2016, evaluating 500,000 people in 49 countries, it's six grams to nine grams a day for optimum blood pressure and reducing risk for heart attacks and strokes, which is only three to four times more than the FDA says you should have every day. It's also six to seven times more than the American Heart Association tells you you should say. And when Tel Aviv published their findings, the American Heart Association of all people sued the Lancet Medical Journal for publishing the results of that study. Imagine that. And what happens when a person is deficient in salt, Dr. Artis? 
uh, your kidneys start to fail because you have sodium potassium pumps that help you urinate and remove water retention. And then you back up pressure to the heart with the fluid retention and you're going to develop high blood pressure which increases your risk of heart attacks and strokes. And then they're going to prescribe you a drug called Lasix that makes you urinate, which is actually patented synthetic salt. <laughs> Y'all getting it yet? <laughs> so they don't want you eating salt on your food coming out of a little shaker. They want you getting it out of a little orange pill you can swallow every single day in a synthetic patented form called Lasix or hydrochlorothiazide, whichever you prefer. Boy, they really oh, and just so this. you know, if you have high blood pressure and a heart attack or stroke, the ambulance is going to come get you, put you in the ambulance, and guess what's the first thing they're going to do to you? Pink fluids, sodium. They're going to inject gonna... inside of you 9,000 milligrams of salt in an IV bag immediately. And what do they tell you about salt? It causes heart attack, strokes, and increased blood pressure. But if you have any of the three and you call 911, the first thing they're going to do is pump inside of you 9,000 milligrams which is nine grams of salt and just so you know the hospital and the emt only paid two dollars for that bag of salt per the fda's contract you know what they charged your insurance if you're an adult 784 dollars per bag of salt water if it's a child it's 390 dollars for every single bag of salt they paid two bucks for biggest racket in my opinion in medical institution history Let's lie to society and tell you salt's bad for you so that everybody shows up salt deficient. When we put the salt back in them, their body's going to feel so much better because it has this deficiency void filled all of a sudden. And before they do a damn thing to you, CT scan, blood draw, anything, they're going to pump you full of 9,000 milligrams of salt. You're going to start feeling better and you're going to think this in your brain. I'm so glad I came to the hospital. I feel so much better. Not knowing they injected inside of you the one thing they've told you not to eat every day of your life while you're at home. <laughs> you know, I think funny? we just need to end the show right there. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> so. We, we had a. Uh, if you don't get somebody, it, we can't help you. <laughs> I, I had somebody come to me with heart palpitations, right? Uh, and one of my students, they were doing a vegan uh, diet, which is fine, but they were doing a vegan diet, which is going to be very high in potassium. And I, so my first question to her was, okay, well, how much salt are you eating? She said, well, I don't eat salt. Salt's bad for me. And I was like, okay, so you're having arrhythmias and heart palpitations. And, uh, and so I broke, broke open the physiology book and I was like, okay, take a look. What does that say right there about, you know, uh, what kind of channels are those in your nervous system? And there she was like, uh, it says NA. I was like, now go look up what NA is. And she's like, uh, that's sodium. Sodium. Yeah, you're getting it. What's so, sodium? Yes. Sodium is salt. Salt. You, you need salt, right? We are made okay, of people. water and salt. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about this for a second. Okay. You are a mammal. Every single farmer of animals and ranchers of animals Put something in the yard for every single mammal on their property. Can you salt guess licks. what it is? Like salt licks. Salt licks. Salt licks. Um, okay. How come it's so good for all the other mammals on the earth, but it ain't good for you? And if you've ever watched the migration of wildebeest on the African continent, have y'all ever watched this? I love documentaries on animals. They actually run thousands of miles for months. And everybody thinks they're running for water. They actually do go get water, but just to the right of the plains, when the water starts to fall, they actually go up into the mountains and there are these, uh, there are these salt rich ponds 
And that's what they're going for. They actually go up into the mountains and they go drink nonstop this salt-rich ground water on the northern part of the continent. And when they get enough salt, they go back down to the other part of the continent and they make this cycle every year. Maybe but salt's bad for you. Maybe we figured some things out. Maybe we, we, we don't have as many problems as we think we have, as we've been taught and misled to believe we have. And maybe we would have even less problems if we would just say whatever they're telling us is wrong. It's the opposite. Oh, oh, can I tell you all something? That big mega church here in De- Dallas a year ago asked me to come and do a presentation. And they, they, they asked me to title it, What to Do After the Pandemic. And I think I offended the preacher. I got up there and I said this, uh, this is going to be a real quick answer from now on. If an MD opens their mouth and says anything to you, your first reaction in your brain is going to be, Oh my God, you're lying to me. And then you're going to go home and you're going to look up yourself, what they said to you. You're going to assume they're always lying to you and you're going to go home and do what I do. I'm going to go look it up. Now they might be telling you the truth. You are for to prevent the most horrific outcomes in the future of injury and harm by the MDs, you're going to first assume everything out of their mouth is a lie, and then you're going to go home and do your own research, and then everybody in this damn church who professes that God is all-knowing and all-powerful, and you believe you can answer your prayer, raise your hand if you believe you can answer your prayers, good. You're going to know now go get on your knees and ask God who designed your body, is mm-hmm. what the MD said right for my body you created? Ooh, that's a powerful. Dun, 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 dun. And then you're <laughs> going to make your decision after that <laughs> from whatever your impression is. Nice. Hey, doc, Dr. J, what do we call that process? What process? This process of looking around, of having somebody that we don't know who doesn't know us acting like they know everything about us and then questioning it and going home and validating what they are saying. What do we call that process? I don't know what, I'm not sure what term you're looking for other than just research. I like that. Research. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I like like to think about it. Critical thinking. I like that one too. I like to think of it as healthy skepticism. Yeah, that's good. You know, I am a, I, I, you, you are damn right. I'm a skeptic. I am a healthy skeptic. You have to prove to me what you were saying. And what you have to do is prove to me what you are saying, because I am going to go and validate it no matter what you say. And I think everyone should have that healthy skepticism of absolutely for the cult of Asclepius, but you should have that healthy skepticism with us as well. No, that was my next statement. I said, don't believe anything I'm telling you. Go home and read it. That's right. That's right. Go and research. We're not telling you that we know everything and you should only listen to us and not listen to him. No, what we're telling you is you should listen to yourself. Yes. Trust your intuition and your gut. What our message is to you. Have a healthy skepticism, think critically, do your own research and come to your own conclusion. We've come to ours and we can prove all of what we're saying. So that's why we don't back down. But we're not coming to you and saying we want to take on the next role of you being dependent upon us. No, we are here to help you foster your own independence. And the only way you're going to be able to achieve that independence, that real freedom, 
is to get healthy. And the only way you're going to get healthy is to do your own research and do your own exploration. That's the, that's how it all works. That's how it worked for us. That's how it's going to work for you. We're going to be right back with more Looking for Healing Radio and all your questions right after these messages. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. All right, healers, welcome back. Last segment, all your questions. We're going to do rapid fire. Uh, I don't know, Dr. Artis, how many seconds do we have to answer each question? What do you want to give everybody? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. 30 seconds to answer questions. Let's see if we can get a record here for how many questions we can answer. First one comes from Henry. says... What's really inside vaping liquid? Is it more harmful than natural tobacco without additives? Absolutely is more harmful. It is more harmful because it is often a cheap oil, most of the time olive oil or something like that, or seed oil, but it's very cheap. And when you heat it up, it's going to smoke. As soon as oils smoke, that means they are trans fatty acids. You are inhaling trans fatty acids into a very delicate tissue. Vaping is the worst way that you could administer medicine into your body, or I should say one of the worst ways you can do that. Make sure you go natural, and that is the always going to be the best approach, and make sure it's organic too. Right, let's see. I'm, I'm, I wanted to use every second. Okay, let's go to the next one here. Uh, Brenda is giving us uh, a whole bunch of stuff here. Brenda, we are are very here, but we're going to go to Dr. Artis on this one. Let me see if I can get to the actual question here. Decline in lung function since having COVID, but only with regard to singing, holding a note. Voice has changed. So we have something potentially heart with the energetics on there. Uh, I have listened to Dr. Artis um, following clean diet, no dairy or wheat, no GMO exercise, take vitamins and supplements and bee pollen. What are some recommendations you might have for um, Brenda? Well, I want to see one part there. Uh, can you scroll down just a little bit or yep. up? Or yeah, down? where you want to go? Up, there you go. Up, 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 where it says mycoplasm pneumonia. It was high. Okay, good. Just checking. Mm -hmm. All right. So for mycoplasma, this is what I'd recommend. I mean, there's multiple issues in here. I would also throw in biopurity extract. Go online, type on Google, type biopurity extract. It'll come from an ozone. It's called Ozone Purity is the company. Buy that product, put eight to 10 drops inside of an empty capsule and take it twice a day. You can also dilute it in eight ounces of distilled water. If you'll add this in, this will take care of all those issues that's in your blood work. And it should help you actually hold the note uh, better and in the future. Anyway, that's exactly what I would do right now. Just add that to what you're already doing. 
Say that say that one more time for her listening in. Biopurity extract from Ozone wow. Purity and go online and buy it. Eight to ten drops in an empty capsule, vegetable capsule, double O size. You can order that online or go to any health food store and, and buy it. And put two capsules, two capsules. You fill up the capsule with, with eight to ten drops, close the capsule, swallow it. Do that twice a day, morning and night. You should see miraculous results. There you go. All right. Laura is uh, a mom. So we're going to go to Dr. J here. Says school age kids, six and eight, always seem to get sick in the fall and winter. Um, I've heard other America Out Loud doctors recommend high doses of vitamin D for adults as much as 5,000, 10,000 IUs per day. Wondering if I can give my kids a vitamin D supplement during cold and flu season. And if so, what is an appropriate dose? Also, Besides encouraging organic fruits and vegetables, saline, nasal sprays, air purifiers, and trying to avoid too much sugar, do you have any advice for helping to keep heads health kids healthy during cold flu season? Thank you very much. Go for it, Dr. J. So sounds like Laura's on it. Like she's got all kinds of mm -hmm. great suggestions for her kiddos and kids are going to get sick and their immune systems are just going to get better and better. But yes, you can give um, vitamin D for, for children. And I, I, you know, this is just what I would do. So I'm not actually telling you to do it, but what I did is um, of course, get them outside in the sunshine um, as much as possible. Uh, we made sure they had um, lots of mushrooms in their diet, um, reishi, turkey tail. But if a child is younger than 12 months, um, a nursing is the best. Nursing is just number one. But if the child's not nursing and they're under 12 months, um, you can go up to about 500 IU and you know liquid drops. Mary Ruth's has a great vitamin D tincture. And 12 to 24 months, I would say um, 800 IU or so. But in addition to that, and even more, I think, um, is elderberry syrup is really wonderful for child's um, body, elderberries, elderberry syrup. Uh, if the child is over a year, I definitely say bee pollen. That's my favorite. And you can also um, diffuse and use uh, essential oils like frankincense, lavender, and citrus in their bath and, and the diffuser and uh, on their clothes. Amen. All right. Next up, we got Catherine from Ireland. All right. We love our international listeners. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, she has a specific question for Nicola Burnett. We're not going to be able to read that question on the air, but I did want to make up one uh, for on her behalf. Um, says She says, I listened to the fascinating podcast where Nicola Burnett interviewed Rand Porter to discuss ozone therapy. What I wanted to ask Nicola was, if you remember that interview, which I hope you do. What did you love about that interview and uh, and re relative to uh, ozone therapy? Well, I think the best thing about ozone therapy, and especially as we presented it, is this, it's, it's multi-spectrum. I mean, there, there's kind of nothing that ozone won't assist with. I mean, I think ozone is most famously known for, for killing. It's killing properties, right, of, of uh, bacteria, of parasites, um, you know, of mold, all those types of things. And the other thing that is great about ozone is it's something you can do in the privacy of your own home. And I do this on a regular basis uh, with ozone is to get into an ozone tent. And that's one of the things that we were talking about on that show. So that's, that's something, you know, ozone machine is a little bit expensive to invest in, but man, once you have it, it's, there's kind of no, no limits to what it can help you with. So, you know, if somebody starts to not feel well or feel like COVID's coming on or they're getting a cold or run down, whatever it is, 
to strip down and get in that ozone tent. And honestly, really sometimes only one treatment and you can just pop back to feeling totally normal again. So that was kind of the the, the gist of, of the show. And that's awesome. She's in Ireland and she heard the show. Right. How cool is that? Totally. Yeah, that's great. I want to go to uh, Dr. Artis for the next one. We have a question from Mike. It says, I have toenail fungus that instills terror and disgust in all who behold my greenish yellow toe gems. I love the attitude, Mike. Uh, I've had this problem since about 1996 and I can't seem to get rid of it. How do I cure my pickled piggies? <laughs> all right. That's hilarious. I got 30 seconds to answer this question, Mike. Uh, I actually was in uh, Kansas City about two weeks ago. Two and a half weeks ago. And a Dr. Berger, he's a chiropractor, walked up to me. He has like, I don't know, 600 beehives or something like that. He tells the story to the whole audience before I get up that uh, two weeks earlier, he walked into a, a patient's home who had a, who had a son. And yeah. that son had eight of 10 of his toes were just massively infected with toenail fungus. And this guy tells the story, the wife, the, the patient, Mother goes, Dr. Berger, is there anything you can do for my son's toenail fungus? It's just really destroying his confidence, obviously physically affecting him cosmetically. And he goes, oh, yeah, sure. Show me. So he took the toes and he literally pulled each toe apart to expose the toenail edges. And then he packed raw honey all into the toenails and all around the toes and then slipped socks on him and said, you wear this every single night, you'll cure all the toenail fungus. It was two weeks to the day when I was at the presentation, six of the eight were completely clear. And he'd had this for like seven years and never went away. The other two were 90% better and they would have been cleared up by the uh, following week. Jana Schmidt. First thing I said to this guy was, Dr. Janice Schmidt would be so proud of you. That's exactly what I said. And uh, anyway, so pack it with honey, raw honey from the area you live in, slide socks and wear them all night long, and then watch the miracle of the next two weeks, then write in and tell us so we can share the story. Amen. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that one. Next question comes from Samantha. I think I'll take this one. Hi, can you treat, remove calcifications in the spine? Absolutely. If the body can calcify, it can decalcify. And one of the best ways to decalcify is to learn how to purify and make holy water the way we teach it at Healing for the Ages. So make sure to go to healingfortheages.com. And I will, I think we did it on the Saturday. I think it was my presentation on Saturday um, on there, but check that one out. We have a whole slew of how to do and how to get that the excess inorganic calcium out of your water. And when you do that, the water you drink will then start to naturally help your body decalcify and rebalance itself. So it take a little bit of time, but you probably notice that your urine, especially in the first two weeks, will be a little cloudy. That's the excess calcium being removed out of your body. All right. And a little bit of movement doesn't hurt either, Samantha. Let's go to the next question we got here. Next question is going to come from Johnny Lee. Um, and this is going to go for, let's go send this one over to, there's all, this one looks like it's for Dr. Artist, but I want to hear, uh, Nicholas take on this first. So how much do I love you guys? Ooh, answer. I literally have a running Google document that takes notes of most of your shows. Wow. Way to go, Johnny Lee. We love you, baby. Uh, says Dr. Artisan. So this is where I'll go in for you uh, right here. I want you to know that I tried all sorts of things to combat the negative effects of the J&J shot, pine needle oil, blah, hydroxychloroquine, high dose, liposomal, da, da, da. even Dr. G's Euro therapy for months. 
Uh, he says, I still told my wife about that. She's listening to us. She might know now, <laughs> Johnny Lee. Uh, it wasn't until I started chewing nicotine gum along with NAC and glutathione that my side effects vanished. You, sir, are the man. Also, after two miscarriages following me, following the damn shot, I believe it was the nicotine that helped me fully detox. Wait, you, you got to highlight the damn shot part. Yeah, got that one. That's, that's me right there, right? The damn shot. Way to go, Johnny Lee. There it is right there. <laughs> Uh, we now have a healthy baby. The nurses were annoyed because I camped out of the in the, of NICU for hours waiting for to sign the paperwork, declining the shots for my fourth little girl. Way to go, man. And I do have a question for anyone. All right. So let's go to you, uh, Nicola. And then it's probably going to come to you, Dr. Uh, Artist. Discussion of uh, protomorphogens was really amazing. Do you recommend eating animal organs or uh, organ supplements? like grass-fed ancestral supplements as a way to supplement a good diet. So let's take it right there, uh, Nicola. Do you recommend eating animal organs or organ supplements? Oh, that's an interesting question. God, you know, I kind of feel like that's personal for people. Um, I, I guess if this person is open to that, I, I think that that's, that could be okay. My, my thing with things like that is always sourcing uh, getting, making sure you get it from a good, clean source. That would be the first thing I would think about. And I wouldn't do it that often. So I think you move to another, uh, another question, but I, I, I think there was something in there about how often he or she was planning on doing that. Or... No, but go ahead and give your thoughts on it. Um, I probably wouldn't do that more than maybe, I don't know, once a week, twice a month, something like that. Uh, would be my recommendation on that. Amen. Right now I have different recommendations. I actually use protomorphogens every single day for 20 years, which is why the DNA extract Mm -hmm. from animal tissue inside of supplements. So I actually do it every single day. There's one particular product I take every day and I will for the rest of my life. And I overdo it just for kicks because you know, I'm extremist. If three is good for me, I'm going to do 10. Now, this is only in the case of this one product. It's called Cardio Plus. I actually take 10 every morning and 10 every night. And the recommendation is like one to three daily. I've been doing that now for 15 years. You want to know why I'm doing it? I will not tolerate cardiovascular disease. Hmm. So I do it to prevent that. And I've Hmm. never had cardiovascular disease in my whole life. But I absolutely do it every single day. Amen. But it may not be for everybody. That's fine. I like Nicholas' recommendations also. If it was going to be entire organs, I don't even like the idea of eating organ meat. I just don't. So that's why I do it in a trusted cardio plus standard process, whole food, organic supplement. And so that's why I do that. Yeah. My challenge with um, eating organ meat has been, you know, like heart, I get heart makes sense to me if you're going to eat an, an organ meat because it's basically, it's just a different form of, of muscle tissue. True. But the, the one that doesn't make sense to me is really the kidneys and the liver because the kidneys and the liver are going to be organs of detoxification, of filtration. So the likelihood that they're going to have some kind of caked up residue that the body was trying to get out of the system. And then here you are eating that and putting it into your body just doesn't seem, it never made sense to me, you know, and it's I don't really know about good. the flavor and all that, but it just didn't make logical sense to me. Um, yep. This is an interesting question here, everybody. And we might sit here on this one and end, this, end on this one. I want to hear everybody's thoughts on this because this is affecting a, a grandson. So this comes from Kathy. 
She says, my grandson was diagnosed with PANK2 neurodegenerative disease, which does not have a good outcome. You know, anything that can extend his life and mobility issues that have been coming fast. He's a hockey player and can no longer put his gloves on until his mom took him to acupuncture. There seems to be no cure at this time. The iron buildup in his brain is what is uh, causing his disease. I mean, it sounds like a beta thalassemia in there to me. He is 11 years old and oh, and he had has had COVID twice and wanted the vaccine. So I don't know if he got it or not, but that sounds to me like he got it. Um, would appreciate any info, knowledge, input. All right. So who wants to start off with this one? I can start. Go, ahead, go for it, Dr. J. So this is an issue of too much iron in the brain. Um, so it makes me wonder why is there too much iron? Is it being recycled properly? What's this copper? So I would probably look at copper because that helps to recycle iron properly. But um, also things that can chelate, there's natural things that can chelate the iron from the body. And one of my favorites is quercetin. Um, it helps to bind the free iron atoms. So I'd like that one. And then also things like cranberry, pomegranate, elderberry, these are full of uh, polyphenols and that's going to help um, chelate um, iron as well. And the other um, thing that I was thinking about is green tea. The EGCG in green tea is a really good antioxidant. So something to bind the iron and then really hitting some powerful antioxidants that can um, powerfully chelate the unbound iron as well. So those are the things I'm thinking. He's young. Um, detoxing his body is going to be really important too and getting all of his systems uh, working really well. So I think... I feel like there's there's hope for this this little fella um, in in balancing his his body and getting the iron out of his brain. Amen, Nicola. What thoughts do you have about it? Well, I'm kind of hanging out with Jaina. I I think she gave some excellent recommendations, um, but I'm like this is kind of interesting. And uh, my my question is, uh, more information would be helpful. And my second thought is, did he actually get vaccinated? It's it's kind of a little kind bit important the way she writes it. And it is pretty important. Um, so those are because if he was, then I would probably start putting some protocols to work of, of Dr. Artis, um, start doing some detox in that boy's body. I don't think they said how old he did. They say how old he was? 11. Oh, 11. Okay. Yeah, then he there's there's a lot that could be done, um, and he could probably handle very well um, some detoxing. So, anyways, I I it would be great if she would write back in and give us more information. That would be a really interesting thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I see you, here you're pulling up got, some information. So yeah, we we got uh, we got two minutes, Doctor Artis. Why don't you take one? I'll take the other. What do you what do you think on this one? Yeah, with the history of two bouts of COVID, and then the reference to the vaccine as him wanting to get it if he got it uh, i'm just going to go ahead and assume he does this is exactly what i do if this is my 11 year old and i have an 11 year old son i would be putting a three and a half milligram nicotine patch on him and i would right now be looking for an infusion center in my town that would offer edta ivs and i would go there asap and i would demand at least one edta iv infusion a week for that kid and then also you need to start getting uh apple cider vinegar vinegar has in it a form of pyrazine that protects against the parkinsonian effect of this degenerative disease 
if you do apple cider vinegar, I would do like a teaspoon, teaspoon in water and like four ounces of water and have him drink that every day is what I would absolutely do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, just looking up some stuff on this, um, you know, this is, it said it's a pantothenate kinase associated neurodegeneration. That's what PANK2, P-A-N-K-2 stands for here. The most common it's saying, according to Medline Plus, the most common PANK2 mutation replaces the amino acid glycine with the amino acid arginine at the position 411 of the enzyme. So what that is saying is that there is a potential here for several things. One is uh, trimethylglycine or dimethylglycine. Either of those two things are going to be very important for helping to minimize any further neurodegeneration, all right, and protecting the existing DNA. Um, The use of uh, L-lysine is going to be very important, and on a low arginine diet is going to be very important to help minimize this if it's that that type of, if if it's one of the most common mutations. But one of the things that we did a quick look upon that was uh, was really, really important was uh, saying when the PANK2, P-A-N-K-2, is altered or missing, the normal production of coenzyme A is disrupted and potentially harmful compounds can build up in the brain, uh, like iron. This buildup leads to swelling, tissue damage, and an abnormal accumulation of iron in certain areas of the brain. Researchers are uncertain how the lack of functional pantenothate kinase two causes the specific features of this neurodegeneration because the enzyme functions in mitochondria, which now we have something to work with. The signs and symptoms of this condition may be related to impaired energy production. Okay. Well, Dr. Group and I put together a formulation at Global Healing called Ultimate Cellular Health. And Ultimate Cellular Health specifically has in it deoxyribonucleosides to help reestablish the correct formation of mitochondria and the correct protein synthesis, because this does sound like a mutation that is potentially leading to a protein synthesis error. So my recommendations on top of what was already recommended would be a low arginine diet, using L-lysine, using trimethyl or dimethyl glycine to help protect the DNA. And then lastly, and absolutely most importantly, making sure you're taking in um, ultimate cellular health uh, from Global Healing, inspired by Dr. Henry Ely with uh, deoxyribonucleosides and a whole bunch of other compounds that are going to help optimize mitochondrial function because that's my area of nerdness. I love studying mitochondria and how to make them actually really work because when people are producing energy, they heal. And it's pretty simple right there. All right, healers. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening in. We want to wish you a beautiful holiday season as we continue to celebrate it with you. Thank you so much for these great questions. And may God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. Until we listen to each other again, we say to you, aloha and adios. Adios.